Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. And now you can get advanced security for free when you get the XFi Gateway. That's a $72 value per year. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply. So welcome. For those of you who have been listening to me struggling for a little bit, uh, welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 15 to 20 minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or life has maybe just thrown you one more curveball than you were expecting, I'm glad you're here Today, I'm blessed to have Dr. Alice Kirby with me as, as, as my guest. And I do know, based on some of the stats, that we have people joining this live broadcast from coast to coast. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. And you should see a chat box. Uh, if you're on that Facebook page, please just comment with any thoughts or any any questions. More information on, on me is, is available at randymortensen.com. That's Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N of Danish heritage. Later in the show, I'll talk more about the 21-point assessment. That's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs. It's called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So today, I'm just very fortunate to to meet a, a relatively new friend. I think, uh, Dr. Alice, we've only known each other via LinkedIn for about two weeks, I think. Right? Pretty recently. Very recent. So, so she's in the great state of California, down in Southern California. And if you want to check her out, her website is Kirby Method Consulting. That's Kirby, K-E-R-B-Y, not I. I bet you get that a lot, right? <laughs> All the time. Thanks, so for, thanks for walking through the spelling. <laughs> so it's KirbyMethodConsulting.com. So I, I just love your title, Dr. Alice, Awaken the Woman Within, Explore Your Internal Landscape. And were you on the top of some mountain as you took that photo? I was. That was actually out in Big Bear, and we had been kind of off-roading. And it was funny because right after we took that picture, it had been a bit of a scramble up to that spot. And then it was one of those moments of, oh, how do I get down from here? And there was some, some then some clinging to the rock and some very gentle edging down. And my partner was kind of guiding me. But like almost immediately after that picture, I had an experience of quite a bit of fear of, you know, heights and and I'm up on this rock and maybe I shouldn't be here, but it was such a beautiful view. I couldn't help myself climbing up there. I've been on those mountains, but I've had snow skis on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't that area. So it is a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. It definitely sure. is. There's some nice little, little spots back there you can get to. Right. Right. And, and so tell us, tell us a little bit in, in what, we'll talk about it at some point, but you traveled most of your twenties. I'm just intrigued by that. Tell, tell us a little bit about your your motivation for doing what you're doing today. Um, sure. Gosh, that's a good question. Um, without going into too much of my backstory, um, essentially, I started my sobriety journey almost three years ago, and I had I, I was quite active. Um, I was quite a 
very high functioning, I guess you would say, alcoholic or alcohol intaker. Um, and so I was able to, to really manage a lot. I went through my doctorate program after doing a lot of traveling in my 20s and living in some pretty remote communities and different places. Um, I, I learned a lot of a lot of different things. And I picked up a lot of wisdom about some of the, the various spiritual techniques used by different groups. And we talked a little bit about that before coming online with some of the Native American spirituality coming in. When I lived at a place called the Ojai Foundation, we would have tribal elders come in and lead uh, a sweat lodge and do different ceremonies. And that was a really, you know, I was quite young at the time, like 22. Um, and so it was very eye-opening. I'd always been interested in, in spirituality and how we could how we could really live being a bit more in tune with both ourselves and with the natural world. Because I feel like in our, the way we're set up now with modern society, we can almost completely shut ourselves off from nature and the natural world. And I think that can lead to a lot of things like anxiety and overwhelm and depression and trauma and alcoholism and substance abuse. Because when we, when we don't have that connection, you know, both with our internal realms, as well as with, you know, the natural world, it's, I think it's very sad for us. Like, on a very deep level because we're, we're part of this natural world. And even though as humans, we've kind of designed all these structures to keep us separate, um, I think deep in our DNA and in our neurophysiology, we know that that's not quite right. So I think this culmination of these experiences and then my Western medical education, I went through uh, like seven years of school to become a doctor of physical therapy. And that's pretty intense. Um, yeah, it's like medical school, but for musculoskeletal anatomy. Um, so that was a lot of, that was looking at health from a completely different perspective and a very scientific evidence-based perspective, which I enjoy that as well. But I think really being able to pull some of, some of both realms and some, I do a lot with Chinese medicine. That was a big area of study for me when I was in my, I guess, mid twenties. Um, so I do a lot with Qigong and trying to heal heal the body and heal, not even just the body, but really my whole goal is to bring people back to their bodies. Um, and I used to say this and feel like, oh, maybe that's not really professional enough or it sounds kind of silly. But since I've really been involved more with this trauma recovery work and with the somatic experiencing work, I'm like, no, that's it. That's my goal is to get people back in their bodies because then life gets so much easier and we can make choices based on who we actually are in the world and not through these veils of fear or of stress or of anxiety because we're actually embodying ourselves and it's right. a much nicer way to go through life really. Right. And, and you'll, you'll hear some talk about the, the body, mind and soul or the body, mind and spirit even. And our, our, our brain can be our best friend, but my brain was also my worst enemy. During, during those times of my insanity, for sure. So uh, it's very interesting. And what I, I, I haven't, I don't know that I've asked a guest this question before, but, but you say on, on your website that alcohol is pretty much just accepted. It's normative in it today's society. Quite how, so. How do, how do we, you know, I can say it from a male perspective is as well it's just one of the one of the things you do when you're with the guys right how how is that different the females that you're working with is there more or less stigma associated with a female with alcohol abuse or how there's a question in there somewhere do you think it's different do you think it's different today than it would have been like 10 years ago even 
for I don't know about ten years ago. I think probably forty or fifty years ago. Um, I don't know if it's a different stigma really for men and women. I think it's different, yes, just because the nature of our relationships are different. Is it better or worse or more intense? I don't know. Um, I do know there's, and this isn't really the subset of people I work with, but there is a lot of talk around kind of the insidious nature of alcohol around like mommy culture and how there's this like, oh, I need my mommy juice and I have wine. And there's all these like cute little memes of like, I don't know, stuff where when you have a, a child, you're exhausted. And so you drink wine at the end of the day. And um, and I'm sure you are exhausted. I don't have children. So this isn't, of course, a <laughs> knocking on anyone for whatever they need to use to get cope th- to whatever they need to co- like to cope to get through the day. Because I think the fact that we, we do have a lot of this separation, like I was talking about, it's when we start looking for these external things. And I right. think when you're sleep deprived and deprived and exhausted, your hormones are all over the place and you have a baby, um, so much the harder. Right. But I think there is, it's incredibly normalized. Um, and I think this does show up for women, like with brunches or with clothing swaps or really any kind of gathering. A lot of times there's just an overlay of alcohol. Um, and I think it can be, I hear this from some of the women I work with, that it's a bit of a struggle to like tell some of their old friends or these old groups of friends where drinking has been a big part of their getting together. Um, and even women that are in their 50s and 60s now, but they have this core group of friends and alcohol's always been involved that now they're not quite sure how to still continue to enjoy those friendships and build those friendships without the alcohol piece or to how to talk about it or how to still be part of the group and, you know, and remain sober to not partake in the, in the drinking. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I've, I've, I've heard of those battles and some that have, some people that know me have recall that I say quite often, I guess, I'll, I'll never forget the woman that came into an AA meeting in Minnesota that I was in. She had been sober 30 years and she went back out for a year and a half. She had a bit of a traumatic event in, in mm. her, in her life. And so she went back out drinking for like a year and a half um, and came back and, and, you know, it's, it's, we never know, you know, when, yeah. when we get too comfortable in our sobriety or when we think, well, that can't happen to us, that's that mindset thing. And it's just equipping ourselves with the tools necessary to, to, I don't, I don't know, left side of the brain versus right side of the brain, but, but, um, you know, one side of my brain was always a little bit more dominant and that was the wrong side, uh, <laughs> you know, when those decisions to drink instead of not drink. But yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a difference in professional women or stay at home moms or stay at home dads or whatever. I, I, I think it's just that, that that the stigma that's associated with abusing alcohol. And you said it earlier, you're a functional alcoholic. I say yeah. that too. And then mm-hmm. I say in the same breath, okay, there is no such thing as a functional alcoholic, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so are you, I mean, you've been fortunate to travel the globe. Are, do, do you see women in other cultures that are struggling in the same way as an American woman is, or Um, what would be your feedback there? Right now, I mean, yes, I've worked with women in other cultures right now. One of the women in my program is Australian, and she's been, she's just great to work with, and she'll send me these pictures and be like, it's the kookaburra, it's our native bird, and that's really neat. Um, Wow. 
but yes, her struggles are very much the same. And, but all the women I've worked with have more been part of the westernized world. So I don't know, I think there's a lot of similar, there's more similarity there than differences um, as it relates to kind of alcohol and social settings and the availability of alcohol. I haven't worked with anyone who's really from, you know, more of a tribal setting or, um, or something like that, who's really like in a different, um, place, I think, as far as how culture is, I think everyone I've worked with has been, has been in the Western world, even though I've worked with people from around the world. Yeah. And, in in and that's a hard question, even for a guy, right. In, in that tribal sort of environment, um, it's just, you don't do that is what they would say. Um, mm. so, but let me just take a break here because, we I do have another eight week cohort starting here in in two weeks and and we do use Zoom technology similar to to how Dr. Alice and I are having this conversation to do ninety minute weekly meetings. There's three phases of that that lifestyle champion cohort. Number one phase or the first phase is evaluate. Second is to equip you, and the third is to enjoy your newfound sobriety or your newfound clean time. As always, if you're interested in my uh, downloadable ebook, please just text CHAMPION to 66866. Again, that's CHAMPION to 66866. To see if you qualify for the Lifestyle Champion Cohort, just go to randymortensen.com and, and on the front page, there's a download uh, of a 21-point assessment. And what I'd like you to do is, is just complete that and then uh, it will determine based on those qu- your responses to the question questions whether you are a mild, moderate, or severe um, person struggling with substance use disorder. If you're a mild or moderate, you're a good candidate for for our program. If you are severe, then we have relationships literally from coast to coast and border to border for you to get to to actually get into a program that's going to bring about uh, solutions for you. So Dr. Alice, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Sure, thanks for asking. Um, probably through my website, there's a, a little contact me form. You can also find me on social media platforms. I'm quite active on Facebook, particularly. I do live streaming videos quite often. And since we're on Facebook now, that might be an easy place for people to find me. And my name there is just Alice Kirby. My last name again is K-E-R-B-Y. But that gives you, um, if you go on Facebook and kind of scroll, I go live at least a few times a week. And I talk about some of these things about how trauma gets in our body and how we can begin to start unwinding some of these patterns of trauma and of anxiety and of overwhelm and of how this really relates to alcoholism or substance abuse in ways that we can begin to get in touch with our internal worlds in really gentle ways. The somatic experiencing work, again, is quite body-based. It's not a trauma methodology of let's go in and relive the trauma and really poke at it and see what happens. It makes no sense to the nervous system at all. So it's very gentle. And um, one of my favorite ways to practice is really is to invite people to really start noticing on a sensation-based level what's happening in your body when you do feel good or when you feel like yourself. And that's a really nice way to begin touching base with your internal world and your body, as opposed to trying to do that when you're at the height of anxiety. Then it's like, you, you don't want to get in there at all. So that's a beautiful segue into, into my next question for you. I love, I think your 30 day experience is, is titled sober and calm. Is that yes. accurate? Yes. So 
tell tell our listeners a little bit about that 30-day experience, if you would. Sure. So we're actually right. Um, our current, my current cohorts, we're about halfway through. We've just started week three. And so it's a great program. Um, I usually keep it pretty small, uh, usually 10 to 20 people, depending on the interest. But we do weekly group coaching. Um, I'll usually do a 30-minute assessment call with all of the participants at the beginning, sometime in the first week if we can, just to really see like what are you working with individually? What are you struggling with? Is it more staying sober? Is it more really dealing with anxiety? Is it more just finding tools? And that's my big thing. Uh, is offering people tools so that you can practice these techniques on your own. Um, And so there's a lot of this body-based work of learning really how to come in and start tracking your own nervous system. And in turn, what happens is this typically calms anxiety way down and people end with having a more clear perspective on ways to make choices that represent who they actually are and directionally like a way to move forward in their lives so that program's a lot of fun. I'll probably open up another one in July. There's a wait list you can get on on my website. I also have on the website a little five-day mini course that's $17 that anyone can just go on and purchase that. If you want to have a taste of some of these techniques, I invite you to do that. It's sent to your email every day. The videos are very short. It's like 10, five to 10 minutes a day. There's some journal prompts if you enjoy that, but I wanted to make it very manageable for people because everyone's like, oh, that's a great course. I really liked it, but I did day one and I couldn't do the rest. And I'm like, well, the videos are five minutes. So, um, so if you want to do it, it's there for you. So I, that's on my website as well. Um, and that's awesome. a great, that's a great start to be introduced to some of these techniques and see how you feel when you try them. Awesome. And, and I will include the links to your website as, as you. I post this out on, onto the normal distribution channels. So let me just wrap up. And, and I, I just want our, our listeners to know that overdose deaths in the United States have actually tripled since 1990. And, and every day here yeah. in this great country, we're seeing 130 overdose deaths per day. It's costing our American economy almost $800 billion annually because of these poor choices. So if you know someone who's struggling today, or maybe you're that person who's battling a compulsive and destructive behavior, don't wait another day to seek help, please. You can reach out to me at my office number, which is 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. Or call someone that you trust and, and you know Because those who are dying are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of someone who loves them. So today's the day. Please don't wait another day. And as we're we're closing out this session, I just want you to to realize that, that your life matters. Make your life a mission, not an intermission. And I hope you found this information helpful today. As I said, Dr. Alice Kirby has been a fantastic guest. I love her passion for wanting to help others. And look for the replay of this to be available on the usual podcast outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. 
Howard's is now an official AT&T retailer. Take advantage of exclusive limited-time in-store offers. Get a $100 AT&T Visa reward card when you purchase an AT&T TV package. Switch to AT&T and get a $250 Visa reward card when you buy a smartphone on a qualifying installment plan. Save up to $1,000 instantly when you purchase four smartphones on a qualifying plan. Restrictions and exclusions apply. Offer subject to change and valid in-store only. Call 877-252-3220 or go to your nearest Howard's location for details. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 